You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Talking Bills and Packers, week six is in the book. How's it going, everybody? I am Rob, and with me, as always, my co-pilot, Brian. Hey, Rob. No DVD this week, so we'll have to soldier on without her. Last week, it was sort of the same story last week. We were like, we have we have a positive that we can start the show with, and we have a huge negative that we can start the show with. We opted to start negative last week. Let's do the reverse this week and start positive and discuss a statement win for the Buffalo Bills. Another instant classic between the Bills and Chiefs. But before we talk about the Bills' performance, let's talk about this rivalry. Like this, we're staring at another 10 years, 12 years of Mahomes v. Allen in the NFL. It's unbelievable. Like I was talking to a colleague at work today about this and we were, we were saying, we're like, imagine the AFC playoffs could just be three games as the bills and winner goes to the Super Bowl. Yes. That that would be unbelievable. They're on a collision course for the playoffs. We all know this. I hope that it's a, it's an AFC championship game selfishly, as opposed to last year when it was the divisional round. Um, I hope they meet again with Buffalo getting that win. If they can, can continue to go on and have the season, we all think they're going to have. It looks like that game could be an orchard park. And like, I believe if it, it orchard park. I think the bills will dominate in orchard. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a totally different ball game there in Casey. I still think the bills win, but it'd be like a 24, 20 type game. Like we just saw. Right. right. Um, I think we have to start with Josh Allen. This man. Freak of nature. Oh, this man. When you sit down on the couch every week and you're about to watch the Buffalo Bills, you know, and this is why, you know, there's been a lot of um, talking and complaining about pass interference calls lately. And the reason why they've ramped it up is obviously because of the Tua situation, but also because they want to protect the quarterbacks. And when you watch a game like this one, I'm on board with it, honestly, because could you imagine that game with without uh, Mahomes or Allen? I know, like I was, I was the one pushing back on this podcast about that that rule change of not tackling the quarterbacks. I'm I'm kind of seeing your way. As long as he can still hurdle people, I'm all good. Mm-hmm. As long yes. as I can watch that, I'm perfect. Listen, the second you step out of the pocket, you're fair game. Yeah, but in the pocket, like they they are, they're going to have to be protected because if they get hurt, it damages the product. 
And Josh Allen's such a psychopath. Like, he's running the ball. He could just slide down or run out. But what does he do? He just puts his head into, a like, a defensive or defensive lineman, just being like, no, you're not going to knock me down. Even though he fell down, beast. but he's just a beast. Yeah, he's an animal. He's an absolute animal. Um, give me your thoughts on his performance. His performance was, you know, crazy stat line again. But it was more just showing that grit, being able to win in a tight game like that. The game-winning drive is actually when he did the hurdle which was yep. unbelievable to do it at that point. You know, there started the game. I think there were some jitters that red zone INT or not red zone INT, but turnover there. Uh, you know, I, I don't like that because we're going mm-hmm. for it on fourth down and then it's just the ball's turned over. But I mean, he was unbelievable over 300 yards again. Diggs also unbelievable. That, oh, guy, that guy spits yeah. out 150 yards every game without even yeah. like really like you don't notice him half the time. He's quietly getting 150 yards with <laughs> it's unbelievable. 10 catches, 148 yards. But I do want to apologize to a certain running back I have been just berating on this show since last year. It, okay. It was all, all, right. all last year, all beginning of this year, Devin Singletary had a game. Yep. He, he had a game. He was getting positive yards every time he was rushing the ball. He averaged five yards for his entire carries, which that's all I asked for. Let's just get some positive yards. But... I would be concerned if I was Kansas City and that defensive line allowing a Devin Singletary and this historically bad offense running the ball just run all over you like that. Like Singletary rushed 17 times and he got positive yards pretty much every time. Mm -hmm. And that's something we've talked about repeatedly about the Bills need for a run game and what a difference that would make to their offense to have an effective running back. And I did notice the offensive linemen were doing Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan-esque sort of, you know, uh, angled lines on their pushes. I think if we see more of that, the running game's going to open wide up because that's that's how you're successful at running if you get those angles. Um, another Buffalo Bill who stood out in this game. Well, Gabe Davis, of course. Sorry, yeah. I thought you were asking me. <laughs> no, I was going to go. I was going to go to the defensive side of the ball oh, and was yes. going to go to Mr. Von Miller. He that that uh, Mahomes interception at the end of the game was all him, all him. Uh, just what a football player, man. What a football player. I just keep thinking, like, imagine we had him in last year's AFC divisional game. Yep. Like that, that kind of pressure is there's only one Von Miller and he, he just does it with such swag, too. I've gotten to the point with the Buffalo Bills where if they do not at least make it to the Super Bowl. They'll have no one to blame but themselves. I'm at the same point too. Like yeah. I already cheer for the Leafs who can't get out of the first round. Like I need I need a team to at least make some noise in the playoffs. Let's go. Like Dude, I think championship at least you gotta win that game. I think Bills, Eagles, Buffalo v Philly would be an epic Super Bowl. Epic. And it's kind of going that way. Like Philly looks yep. pretty dominant in the NFC. Well, so we're going to talk about Philly later. Yeah. Philly burst that Cooper Rush bubble. Uh, they did but pretty hard. Yeah. Could you just imagine that parking lot at that Super Bowl? That would. Oh be... my god! <laughs> the, the the viral videos coming out of yeah. Where's the where's this? it's in Arizona. Arizona. The viral videos coming out of Arizona with those two fan bases would be the stuff of legend and the Arizona bros would be shocked with what they're seeing. Like the locals around there, they'd be like, dude, what is happening right now? I know. I know. I know. It'd be so great. People just busting through tables. And <laughs> so I think this, 
I heard a great conversation on on the radio the other day about is Josh Allen, you know, the new sheriff in town. And I am not ready to anoint him over Mahomes in the AFC just yet until we see that playoff success. I, I agree with you 100%. That's that's yep. where it matters. Show it like we, we want a close game in week seven. Great. Show me that in the playoffs, please. Or sorry, yes. week six, whatever we're at. Yes. So speaking of week seven, who do the Bills play in week seven? Let's see. We're playing. Let's take it. Nobody. We're on a bye week. No, it's the bye. It's the bye. Yeah. Yes, I knew it was the bye. I mean, hey, man, do you think this is too early for a bye? I kind of like it. After that KC game, you know, rest up. The, it was high intensity. You know, the build up to that game throughout the week was a lot of pressure. Oh, my God. This just dawned on me that they're going to get a bye uh, this Sunday and then come back freshly rested off yeah. a bye at home against the lowly, pathetic Green Bay Packers. Who can still have a get right game. That That's still on the table. Yeah, but I'm sorry, Brian. No, everything's off the table. We might as well transition over to it now. Everything's off the table. Everything is off the table. In all my years of being a Green Bay Packer fan, there have been some some brutal losses. Like the, the game four years ago that they lost to Arizona that got Mike McCarthy fired comes to mind. There have been some brutal, brutal losses. But this one to the New York, and credit to the New York Jets, but it, I don't know. I don't like. I, I'm still. I've had days to think about it, and I'm still at a loss for words. There. Did you ever think we would get to a place where you've got the back-to-back MVP under center? Some people refer to him as the greatest of thrower of the football ever. The greatest, like, naturally gifted, talented thrower of the football of all time. Teams are stacking the box on every snap, daring him to throw the football. Because they're like, you can't. You've got no passing game. You've got no deep threat. And that's just the issues that are happening on the field. We have the coaching that is a disaster. We have the defense that continues to be a disaster. We have Aaron Rodgers coming out after the game and saying, we need to simplify the offense. We have Matt LaFleur the next day saying, I don't know what that means. It's like, they're clearly not on the same page. I wanted to, I could come on here and I could rant and rave, but I wanted to read something to you really quick. This is, this is a a fantastic, I'm going to read just a part of this um, Twitter thread that, that I found from this guy named Jason Perone, who's the host of the Quick Slants podcast for Game On Wisconsin. And he says, quote, the Packers don't need to trade for a wide receiver. They're broken right now. Week six aside, a vet wide receiver isn't going to fix much. The biggest broken piece is the QB who won't fully immerse himself into the offense and the culture created by the head coach and team who continued to center themselves around the quarterback on paper. It looks like they made the right call at the time with Rogers winning back-to-back MVP. In reality, it looks like time has run out, not getting it done. These past two was the final failure and the proverbial window is closed. I mean, that's, Kind of that's ba- that's facts. That's a, yes. That's hard hitting. It's tough to hear, especially as a if you're a Green Bay Packers fan. But that's that's facts. Yes. How do you feel about that? 
I, I said it last week. We had a guy comment on our video and tell me I was crazy, but I, I said it last week. I, I think he's the problem. I think he, he does not listen. There's rumors circulating. It's funny. We just had this discussion on the show a couple weeks ago, and then a rumor started circulating that he's already told people in the building that he's, he's hanging it up after this year. It doesn't shock me. Like after the start he's having his ego so, can't take this. No, no, it can't. So if you're Brian Gutekunst, I think you look at the situation and you say, he's probably gone at the end of the year. We've got to move heaven and earth to try and do something with this offense. And we have to do something that we as an organization don't usually do, which is trade draft capital or mortgage a bit of the future to go and get a legit wide receiver. Cause that's, and you just, you got to go all in this year because I'll be honest with you. If they don't, they're going to be tough, hard pressed to make the playoffs. I think the NFC as a whole is pretty terrible. Shockingly, so, like a lot of teams yes. are shockingly terrible too. Yes, the NFC as a whole, with the with the exception of the Eagles and the New York Football Giants, <laughs> the the NFC is pretty terrible. So I think that they, even if they hover around five hundred, they could still be in the mix for one of the wild card spots at the end of the year. But I think they, as an organi- organization, have to decide: are we gonna are we gonna go all in this year with Rodgers, given that it's probably gonna be his last year. Yeah, and then, like what I, I this might be hard to hear, but like what I personally would do after this year, cut ties with Rodgers. We'll start Jordan Love. We'll finish lower spots, get good draft picks, maybe even draft another quarterback. Yep. And yep. thanks Jordan Love, thanks for keeping us going for a year or two. But now we got yep. our new guy. That's kind of what I would do. It sucks as a fan base because the rebuilding is horrible to go through. Yep. But I mean, sometimes it's necessary. Well, and we as a Packer fan base have been spoiled with Brett Favre followed by Aaron Rodgers. And I've been the reverse, so it's... it's yes, yes, you, so you, you don't feel too that. bad. No, I don't feel horrible. No, no, you don't feel too bad for us. So I just... There is clearly like a cultural problem here, and that to me is what is so concerning. Like, it's one thing to look at um, the offense and go... Well, he's got a bunch of kids on on a wide receiver, and, and he's just... Talent-wise, they're not good. Their offensive line, too, was horrendous in the game against the Jets. And it's another thing to look at the defense and go, Joe Barry is a horrific defensive coordinator, was a bad hire to begin with. Like, that I can I can get my head around. It's, it's when the coach doesn't have any answers. And it's when the quarterback is coming out after and saying, we need to simplify things. And it's when the coach is rebuttaling, saying, I don't know what that means. And, like, just this sort of passive aggressive back and forth between these two guys that that's currently going on. I'm not saying they're feuding or anything, but it's clear. And I'm sorry. We've heard for weeks and weeks. We got to get Aaron Jones, the ball. We got to get Aaron Jones, the ball. Rogers is the one checking out of these plays at the line of scrimmage. Rogers has carte blanche to check out of any play he wants. And I, I don't know, man. I yeah. don't know. I just think he's he got too used to that that West Coast like California type offense. Even Mike McCarthy is pretty good at doing the West Coast offense. He can't handle complicated schemes. That's what I'm real. Imagine him in a Kyle Shanahan offense. I this, yeah. his head would blow up. I conversely, you could look at this Packer team if you're Brian Gutekunst and say, 
He's probably going to retire at the end of this year. Everything we've heard about this draft coming up is that it's a very QB rich draft. So maybe we just leave it as is. We play out the rest of the season, get a decently high draft pick and draft another quarterback. You might as well. Who Like who's coming up that is Alabama. What's his name? Uh, I don't know. I don't profess to be like a, a, yeah. a amateur scouting expert, but all, all I've heard from all the talking heads who would know is that this is a, a quarterback rich draft. So yeah, it's, it's confusing, man. And, 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 you see the same thing happening with Brady right now too. Like, like the Buccaneers lose to Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers are also moved to three and three. And when I look at Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, it's so funny, right? Like you watch them. They both played at, at one o'clock Eastern time on Sunday and they both look terrible and they both, both their offenses look terrible. They're both old. They're both trying to do this kind of part-time thing. That's not really working. And then you look at Allen versus Mahomes, And then you look at Jalen hurts in the eight o'clock game. And you're like, you guys are just like, it's, it's over for you guys. Yeah. Like maybe it's time to hang, especially for Brady. Like he had the perfect opportunity last year to retire. This whole season has been a disaster, you know, Personal stuff aside, his play has been horrible on the field. Yeah. If you told me right now that I had to put money, though, on on which team I still think will turn it around, I would put money on the Buccaneers. I'm with you 100%. Like, yes. they're, they're a coin flip because that defense, what they're not doing so well recently, but when they mm. click, oh, there's no stopping them. And the same thing with – and he's just got more weapons on offense. And, and like I said, Rodgers – Rogers missed OTAs. He didn't spend any time with these guys. Like he's the one that gets on every interview and talks about the importance of practice and whatever. And it's like, he's just him and Brady are just at a point where they don't want to commit full time. And like, I get it. Like you've done your time in the league. Brady, you've won your super bowls. Rogers, you've won your, your, your MVPs. You're tired. You're old. I get it. But it's like when you're in a league with Josh Allen, you can't, you can't do that. I know you gotta, it's just unfortunate. Cause like, it's always Brady and it's always, you know, Rogers and it was always, you know, before them, the Mannings and all this stuff, but eventually, you know, we got to move on. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, we have to move on from Rogers just yet, but Brady, we, I, I do think it's time. Like we're done with you in the NFL. He, uh, I still, I'm not counting him out just yet. I think, like I said earlier, if there's a team, if you had to pick between the two struggling elder statesman quarterbacks of the league, I would bet money because Brady still has those leadership intangibles. I just that, like, I keep thinking he's 45 years old. That's just, yeah. that number keeps popping but he's still, in the way. He still throw like, he throws it hard. Yeah, he throws it hard. It's just yeah. their offense is not clicking and their defense stinks. So they're 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 down seven nothing to start every game. And did you see his uh the scramble run he had to do where he kind of ducked? Yes. Under the, I was like, whoa, where's this yeah. coming from? And he he just has the he just has the leadership intangibles that that Aaron Rodgers just doesn't have. Like that's yeah, that's why I put more faith in Brady and being able to turn this around. But I mean, Brady's looking like sickly skinny. I don't know what's what's happening with well, him. He doesn't. This, the stress of a divorce will do that to you, Brian. For sure, but like it, sometimes you go the other way on those. <laughs> I uh, the funniest uh, um, tweet I saw all weekend was it was like a picture of him screaming at his offensive line, 
and the caption was, I didn't destroy my family to come back and lose to Kenny fucking Pickett. Yeah, I saw that one. That one was really good. <laughs> I'll put that on the Instagram. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, all right. A couple things I wanted to touch on. Um, before we move on, on though, Rob. Before am, we, oh, yep. I'm just yep, disappointed sure. that you guys have now put the Jets into ESPN's top 10 power rankings. I, They're number nine on the, and it's, I just, dude, I, I don't like dude, that. Dude, the the shock, the shock of the year thus far through six weeks are the two New York teams. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But like, I I still don't like Brees Hall. Aside, the Jets are not great. Brees Hall is unbelievable. Dude, Sauce Gardner, yeah, can play. True, Sauce true, Gardner yeah. can play. But like, I mean, Brees the, Hall is unfucking believable. This guy and and um and uh, what's his name, Zach wilson yeah he he was like you know what i thought he did a really good job like he he did clean, like, clean he, football yeah clean football he, he didn't like he, he he managed the game pretty well he didn't put the ball in harm's way he did like i thought he did a really good job they've got a coach in robert sala who's like an animal on he's, the sideline he's the reason they're doing so well he's he's, yes. he's a really good coach but yeah it's just you only have to throw the ball 10 times really if you're zach wilson okay yes, you know, a couple exactly. clean throws and then you your, the run game just takes over Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, man, it's uh, I just the don't New like York. It. Yeah, it just I don't know what to tell you. Because um, the Bills are supposed to be the number one. They always get left off the New York chart, even though mm-hmm. Buffalo, for ge- geologists out there, it's in the state of New York. Yes. <laughs> and all New York State football thus far has been very, very yeah. good. Very I, good. I do like when the Jets and the Giants are good at the same time. It's kind of like when the Yankees and the Mets are good at the same time. Yes. Just, yes. New York becomes just such a fun place. Yep. Um, a couple of things I wanted to touch on before we move on and talk about week seven. I predicted that last last week on the show that um, Commanders Bears had an opportunity to um, supplant Colts Broncos as the worst football game ever played. And they did exactly that, yes. my friend. I was going to yes. say, you were dead on that one. That's, yes. <laughs> that was horrible. And I, yes. I, I listened to this podcast and there's, it's called part of my take. The two hosts are like a bears and a commanders fan. And they, the whole episode, they were just apologizing to everybody. They're like, so <laughs> sorry. You had to see that in prime time. And I get it because like, imagine you have to cheer for those teams and you're like, please, please God, nobody, nobody see this disaster. If you're, mac jones yeah how nervous are you that everyone on the patriots in the patriots organization is eating a zappy meal right now because i'm eating the zappy meal this guy yes he's just he's so much fun to watch and like he can sling it a lot harder than mac jones can sling it and belichick seems to give him more of a leash on there yes 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 it's 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 pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. And I have uh, a couple of my good buddies are Patriots fans, and mm-hmm. they're at the point now where they're willing to throw Mac Jones aside for Bailey Zappi, which is well, concerning. That's like one of your high draft picks. You're just like, all right, we're done. Um, in the we talked earlier about the surprising performance thus far of uh, the New York football teams. Um, also in the department of surprising, the Atlanta Falcons are three and yes. three. Yes. With a big win over the San Francisco 49ers. Marcus Mariota, baby. He's yeah, back. granted, even the though Niners he's not doing are, anything. The Niners are super banged up, so so we'll yeah. give them we'll give them that. But it, yeah, that's 
and it's the Atlanta Falcons. Similar situation to the Giants. Like they're just doing whatever they can with that roster, and it's it's working. The run game is is dominant. Amazing what happens when there's no egos in play and you all sort of align around like an ideology. Isn't that what, a crazy yeah. idea? Eh? Yes, yes. And um, last but not least, as as we uh, mentioned earlier briefly, the Philadelphia Eagles put an end to the quarterback controversy in Dallas. Dominating. I know the score was was 26-17, but it was not that close. No, it, it wasn't close at all. Yeah, yeah. And just Dak Prescott's been all over Jerry Jones's mouth recently. It's been all over the news. So Cooper Rush was fun. That was a good time. We'll we'll always remember the the Rush times. It was yes, it was yes. something special. But we, we got to get back in there. A serviceable backup to come in here for a game here or there, but um. Will he be taking Dak's job? I do not think so. No, but what he will be doing is making millions of dollars for the next 15 years sitting on the bench as a backup. Best yes. business movies ever done. Yes, yes. What's wh- Where would you rank backup quarterback in the list of best sports jobs? I, I think it's – I wouldn't put it too high because there is always the, the chance that your quarterback gets hurt and you have to go in. Same thing with being a backup goalie in the NHL. The job you got to get is is a bullpen catcher in Major League Baseball. Oh, half the time you're just sitting there doing 2-C, yeah. just watching baseball. Yeah, yeah. And then you got to go down and just catch while the guy warms up. And you, they probably get paid a pretty high salary. And yeah. that's, that's the dream job in pro sports, if you ask me. I was also looking at the uh, – Especially dream jobs. This isn't a sports related job, but the Zamboni driver at the at the rinks, like some of these guys are making like eighty K just driving the Zamboni around. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. like sign me up, please. That's yes. great. I know. I know. It's that's that you're right. That's right up there. Um, all right, let's take a look at week seven. We got There's a great the Green Bay game. Packers. Yeah, the Green Bay Packers heading to Washington to take on the Washington Commanders. Taylor Heineke will be under center for the Washington Commanders. That scares me more than Carson Wentz does. I was going to say the same thing because he he's liable just to go off and, and win yes. that game. Like he's yes. done that many times. Taylor Heineke took Tom Brady to the brink in a playoff game, and he Carson Wentz has been horrible. Taylor Heineke yes. might might be the spark this Commanders team needs, which is a Ex- little concerning. Exactly, and I think given I, as I said to you earlier, they're. After losing to the to the Jets, the way they did, like I'm taking nothing away from the Jets. They deserve that win. They played very, very well. But the way they lost to the Jets, nothing is off the table. Nothing. It was just like a defeated team. Like they just look like they've got no passion, no mojo. Everything's yeah. confusing for them. So yeah, this is a concerning game. And the commander's yes. defense is not it's not horrible. No. No. Could it be a get-right game for the Washington Commanders? Could you imagine? Could oh my! Imagine Brian, next I... week three and four. You know, yes, twenty-seven ten again. <laughs> oh my God! All right. So when you look at this week seven slate, what's jumping out at you? Well, there's one really obvious game. It's shocking. This isn't a primetime game, just like the Bills Chiefs last week, but Chiefs and 49ers. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of like I, I know the 49ers, especially on defense. Like they're missing. They're missing their their big boys, but yep. for some reason Shanahan just gets in the heads of all these coaches. He's like, I'm just gonna run the ball. Just run the ball all down your throat and nothing yep. you can do about it. Yep. There's that game, and then there's also I am interested in the Patriots Bears game. 
I want to see if this zappy tri- zappy meal continues. <laughs> well, I mean that's that's a that's a good game for him to shine at home too. I um, who whose idea was it to put the Steelers and the Dolphins in, in Sunday night football? Oh my god! Especially with no Tua like and no JRTJ Watt. What's oh. the point of watching this game? There are some stinkers. I know. I was looking through the list. Like, there's a Seattle Chargers. Like, as if I'm going to watch that uniform matchup. That's disgusting. There's Colts. Disgusting. Colts and Titans. Another disgusting uniform matchup. There's there's uh, Jets Broncos. Oh Oh, boy. I'm sure the Broncos will lose that game in horrible fashion. Oh, the Broncos. They that that's a whole other can of worms, man. Like there. Yeah. What is going on there? Russell Wilson is. He's the most overrated quarterback of. I think Pete Carroll was the reason they were so. Because but he's kind of, he's kind of lost his mind. Oh like, yeah, like like let's, stop let's ride. The, yeah, and like stop with the phony baloney like positivity. Like you you, you come off like so. It, it's it's not real. You're not a real person. Like I understand wanting to keep a positive mindset, especially in a world of pro sports where it's just pressure you and I will never experience in our lives. But like. Can can you not? Like, can, and, can you get up there once and go, yeah, we're pissed. This is awful. This so, is yeah, not how we wanted to start. I fucked up. Like, let, let's yeah. just call it as it is. But he, he he just keeps saying, Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah, when and he like, left the press like, conference, he said that. Like, do you not see how stupid that sounds? Yes, yes. And people are like, I don't know. He thinks people are laughing with him when in reality they're just laughing at him. Yeah, it's it's brutal. What, what stands out to you, though, otherwise? Did I just name all them or? Uh, yeah, you kind of, I think overall, this is a pretty weak weekend matchup wise. I I think Browns Ravens is an interesting game because those are two teams that like that division is wide open. And those are two, two, two teams that could use that win, particularly within the division. That's a good point. Yeah. I also like the Bengals and Falcons game. I just want to think the Falcons are kind of hot right now. So I want to see. How the the Bengals fare with that? Because they're just that team is so bipolar. The Bengals one yes. week they look really like a juggernaut. Next week their offensive line doesn't doesn't know how to play football. Well, you just hit it on the head. It's like how can Joe Burrow can can they protect Joe Burrow? Yeah, I, it's that, really what it comes down to. That guy's running for his life. Yeah, and I think I I think that's about it. Like like th- there's nothing else that really kind of jumps out at me. Bucks Panthers. I mean, yeah. Like the Buccaneers, like that's a get-right game for them. The Panthers are horrendous. Oh, horrible! Like, yeah, so it's just there's teams that like you want to watch them, like individually, but not but this, in terms these of, matchups. Yes, in terms of matchups, this is a pretty well. I see the problem here. Weekend. The teams on bye this week are the Bills, um, uh, the Rams, the Vikings, and the Eagles. Well, all so those, there you go. yeah, all those teams. All are on good bye. teams. So that's, all good teams. Good luck, everybody. We this is yeah. what we do it though. We get in the trenches, and even on these bad weeks, we still we still bet every game. We still we still get up to do that. So, you know, we're in the trenches, people. Before we call it quits, Tom Brady mentioned a few weeks ago that he sees a lot of bad football across the league. I'm inclined to agree. I, I don't think the the quality of football has been very good at all through through seven no. weeks. I think it's been a lot of sloppy offensive play in particular and i never remember a time watching football like there are there are 
the teams in the league that I think are clearly the best teams, the Eagles, the Bills, the Chiefs. You could say the Vikings, but even then I've seen the Vikings have games where they've like let the Bears back into it and that yeah. sort of thing. And primetime the Vikings, nah. No, and and every other game is a coin flip. Yeah. Like and anybody can beat it. Like parody has officially hit the NFL. It has, which I, I do like, but at the same time, like, you know, I kind of wish we had some more clear cut. These are the teams. This is what's happening. Because every week you never know. It's it's really tough for betting. Like this is a good yes. thing we're not a gambling show because like people uh, get I, you super wanna, mad you at wanna, me. Yeah. You wouldn't want to see my record because I'm point. horrible at it. So just never do. If well, I dude, see something, bet the other thing. Dude, it's like who the hell thought the Steelers were going to go out and beat the Buccaneers? Nobody. This like was, I would have ham- I didn't bet that game, but I would have hammered the Bucks. Yes. Who thought? Who would have thought um, that the Packers were going to go out? Like, I didn't think the Packers would lose the way they did. However, the Packers were seven and a half point favorites. If you watch this team on a weekly basis like I do, it's crazy talk. It's crazy talk. I bought into it, though. I saw that oh, number. I said, oh. Brian, no. You just you always think the get-right game is going to, especially, you know, if it's against the Patriots or against the Jets. Like, I just want you guys to dominate those teams. Yeah. Yeah. So I just try and be a homer and just root for the boys. You know? <laughs> we'll drop a 20 yeah. on that. <laughs> I, um, we're going to leave and this this podcast on the note of let's see what happens with the Packers this weekend, man. This, if they go out and lose this game on in Washington against one of the worst teams in football, I, I don't know where you go from here. Yeah, good luck. At, you know, the Bills yeah. have a bye, so I'm just kind of easy breezy this weekend. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be some some harsh words on this podcast next week, I could imagine. You got that right. All right, buddy. Yeah. We're going to get out of here. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out. If you like what you see, hit that like and subscribe button below. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. If you're listening to the audio version, leave a little five-star review, comments. Every little bit helps. We appreciate that, too. We'll see you guys next week.